Biblical edition of Governed by God, a biblical look at law, civics, and government. My name is Eric Leupold, and today we celebrate Thanksgiving. So what I wanted to do today, kind of a special episode for Thanksgiving, it's going to come out a few days after Thanksgiving, but uh, what I wanted to do is take a look at a passage of Scripture and a few historical documents regarding the day of Thanksgiving. So first, our passage of the day is about Thanksgiving, and it is Romans chapter 1, verses 18 through 23. This is a probably a very well-known passage about the wrath of God, but uh, in it there's something very key about Thanksgiving. Let me read this. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them. For his invisible attributes, namely his eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived ever since the creation of the world in the things that have been made. So they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him. But they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools, and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images resembling mortal man and birds and animals and creeping things. So we see here in this passage that everybody has a general understanding of God's existence. If we're made in God's image and his fingerprint is upon us, then we cannot help but know that God is there. And John Calvin called this the sense of the divine, this idea that we cannot help but know deep in our hearts that God does exist. Now, what we do with that knowledge is suppress it. As sinners, we suppress the truth in our unrighteousness. And what does that suppression look like? Well, Paul says in verse 21 that even though we knew God, we did not honor him or give thanks. So those are the two things that we do in suppression of the truth. We refuse to give him honor, so we want to dishonor God, and we refuse to give thanks to God. Because giving thanks is an act of humility. Because a person who does not need to give thanks, you know, a prideful person would never give thanks. A person that needed no one else, that was not dependent in any way, or did not view themselves as dependent in any way, would never give thanks. Everything they had, they earned or was entitled to. So the act of not giving thanks is one of the first responses from pride. When we're prideful, when we're selfish, one of the first things that we do is we stop giving thanks. Because why should we? It's an act of humility, and it means that we're dependent upon another, even in a small way. So with that passage regarding thanks to God in mind, let us now take a look at the day of Thanksgiving. Now, recently, there have been a lot of folks who don't really like Thanksgiving or want to start saying negative things about Thanksgiving. And every time that this topic comes up, people bring up the uh, issue between the Indians and the colonists and that the colonists were not particularly nice, were oppressive, exterminating the Indians, things like that. I think the 
simple answer to all of this is that everything is complicated and that there are sins on both sides, no doubt. Before the colonists arrived, there were Indian tribes oppressing other Indian tribes. So just consider the Aztecs who were cannibalizing and removing the hearts from other tribes in honor of their pagan gods. So the same is true in the North American Indians. There were tribes that were obliterating other tribes. And, and one of the reasons why the French and Indian War took place, that's before the American Revolution, is because there were Indians that were allied to the French and there were Indians that were allied to the British. And why were they allied to opposing sides? Because they were on opposing sides against those other Indian tribes. And they found allies in the European powers. So the human condition of sin is present everywhere. But just because that is true doesn't mean that there were not periods of peace and a recognition of friendship and an equal treatment, if you will, between the colonists and the Native Americans or Indians. Just one quick example I would recommend to you is the letter of Edward Winslow, written on December 11th, 1621. So one of the early descriptions of a Thanksgiving feast uh, between the Native Americans and the colonists or the pilgrims. Because they would, the pilgrims would often give thanks to God for their harvest, and they would invite their neighbors to join them. So this is what Winslow says. He says, We set the last spring some 20 acres of Indian corn and sowed some six acres of barley and peas. And according to the manner of the Indians, so he's following their techniques here, we manured our ground with herrings, or rather shods, which we have in great abundance and take with great ease at our doors. Our corn did prove well, and God be praised. We had a good increase of Indian corn and our barley indifferent good, but our peas not worth the gathering, for we feared they were too late sown. They came up very well and blossomed, but the sun parched them in the blossom. Okay, so since they were having some difficulty with some of their crops, they decided to go hunting. So here's what we see next. Our harvest being gotten in, our governor sent four men fowling, so that we might, after a more special manner, rejoice together, after we had gathered the fruit of our labors. They four in one day killed as much fowl as, with a little help beside, served the company almost a week, at which time, amongst other recreations, we exercised our arms, many of the Indians coming amongst us, and among the rest their greatest king, Massasoit, with some ninety men, whom for three days we entertained and feasted, and they went out and killed five deer, which they brought to the plantation, and bestowed on our governor, and upon the captain and others. And although it be not always so plentiful, as it was at this time with us, yet by the goodness of God we are so far from want, that we often wish you partakers of our plenty. We have found the Indians very faithful in their covenant of peace with us. We often go to them, and they come to us. Some of us have been fifty miles by land in the country with them. The occasions and relations whereof you shall understand by our general and more declaration of such things as are worth the noting. Okay, so basically he's describing a very good relationship between the Native Americans, the Indians, and the pilgrims, the colonists. And this was not uh, a slave-master relationship, and it wasn't uh, one of violence either. Yeah, there were times later on where that covenant of peace was broken, 
I've read occasions where one tribe of Indians was trying to go to war with another tribe, and, and the tribe that was losing wanted to seek refuge with the pilgrims. And the pilgrims, not understanding perhaps the diplomacy or the politics, if you will, that were going on, they might offer safe haven to someone who is fleeing another tribe. Well, then that stronger tribe might take offense, basically assuming that the pilgrims are taking sides. And then at that point, peace is broken. So things get complicated because there's cultural differences and communication barriers and the matter of human sin, where one group wants to hurt another group or one group is having infighting and wants the other group to help them. And that's what humans do. So um, there's nothing magical about this uh, except that um, there were cases, many cases of thanksgiving celebrations uh, between the Indians and the pilgrims uh, because of peace, where God was given thanks for what uh, he had blessed them with. So this account by Winslow is just one of several, but over the course of many, many years, the idea of Thanksgiving uh, took form and was made official um, by George Washington, but there were actual attempts before President Washington to make a day of Thanksgiving around the colonies, around the states. In fact, about 10 years before George Washington uh, offered his Thanksgiving Day proclamation, Thomas Jefferson offered his. Now, now Jefferson was not president at this time. He was governor of Virginia. And so in 1779, Governor Jefferson made a proclamation for a day of thanksgiving and prayer. And some might find this a little surprising because many people think of him as an atheist or a secularist or a, a Gnostic or a deist. He was none of those things. While I think that some of his beliefs are not orthodox, I think there is strong evidence that he actually was a Christian. I really do. Based on several books I've read of him and several of the earliest documents of his. And his actions as a person. Well, some might say that Jefferson was just giving this proclamation because that's what people expected. And he was just kind of fitting the narrative and just going along with it. Well, I mean, maybe he didn't really believe any of the things that he's about to say, but it's still strange that someone who uh, advocated so strongly for free speech and for man's reason and people being able to communicate truth and speak the truth that he would just blatantly lie publicly so badly. But either way, I want you to hear this Thanksgiving Day proclamation and just consider how scandalous it would be if a president today or a governor today said these words. Here's what he says. Whereas the Honorable, the General Congress, impressed with a grateful sense of the goodness of Almighty God in blessing the greater part of this extensive continent with plentiful harvests, crowning our arms with repeated successes, conducting us hitherto safely through the perils with which we have been encompassed and manifesting in multiplied instances his divine care of these infant states, hath thought proper by their act of the 20th day of October last to recommend to the several states that Thursday, the 9th of December, next be appointed a day of public and solemn thanksgiving and prayer, 
which act is in these words to wit. Whereas it becomes us humbly to approach the throne of Almighty God with gratitude and praise for the wonders which his goodness has wrought in conducting our forefathers to this Western world, for his protection to them and to their posterity amidst difficulties and dangers, for raising us their children from deep distress to be numbered among the nations of the earth, and for arming the hands of just and mighty princes in our deliverance, and especially for that he hath been pleased to grant us the enjoyment of health, and so to order the revolving seasons, that the earth hath produced her increase in abundance, blessing the labors of the husbandman, and spreading plenty through the land, that he hath prospered our arms and those of our ally, been a shield to our troops in the hour of danger, pointed their swords to victory, and led them in triumph over the bulwarks of the foe, that he hath gone with those who went out into the wilderness against the savage tribes, that he hath stayed the hand of the spoiler, and turned back his mediated destruction, that he hath prospered our commerce, and given success to those who sought the enemy on the face of the deep, and above all, that he hath diffused the glorious light of the gospel, whereby through the merits of our gracious Redeemer we may become the heirs of his eternal glory. Therefore resolved, that it be recommended to the several states to appoint Thursday, the ninth of December next, to be a day of public and solemn thanksgiving to Almighty God for his mercies, and of prayer, for the continuance of his favor and protection to these United States, to beseech him that he would be graciously pleased to influence our public councils and bless them with wisdom from on high, with unanimity, firmness, and success, that he would go forth with our hosts and crown our arms with victory, that he would grant to his church the plentiful effusions of divine grace and pour out his Holy Spirit on all ministers of the gospel, that he would bless and prosper the means of education and spread the light of Christian knowledge through the remotest corners of the earth, that he would smile upon the labors of his people and cause the earth to bring forth her fruits in abundance, that we may with gratitude and gladness enjoy them, that he would take into his holy protection our illustrious ally, give him victory over his enemies, and render him finally great as the father of his people and the protector of the rights of mankind, that he would graciously be pleased to turn the hearts of our enemies and to dispense the blessings of peace to contending nations, that he would in mercy look down upon us, pardon all our sins, and receive us into his favor, and finally that he would establish the independence of these United States upon the basis of religion and virtue, and support and protect them in the enjoyment of peace, liberty, and safety. I do therefore by authority from the General Assembly issue this my proclamation, hereby appointing Thursday the 9th of December next a day of public and solemn thanksgiving and prayer to Almighty God, earnestly recommending to all the good people of this commonwealth to set apart the said day for those purposes and to the several ministers of religion to meet in their respective societies thereon, to assist them in their prayers, edify them with their discourses, and generally to perform the sacred duties of their function proper for the occasion, given under my hand and seal of the commonwealth at Williamsburg, this eleventh day of November, in the year of our Lord, 1779, and in the fourth of the commonwealth, Thomas Jefferson. So Jefferson made that proclamation, it is not the words of a deist, asking God for wisdom, favor, success, 
and protection. And also, interestingly, highlighting the power of the gospel and its spread throughout the world and asking for God's blessing on the church. I honestly believe if if some governor uh, were to say those words today, he would immediately be labeled a Christian nationalist. And so I think we need to consider these things and how far we've come, even from Thomas Jefferson to today. Now let me read, 10 years later, President George Washington's Thanksgiving proclamation, which he gave in October 3rd, 1789, by the President of the United States of America, a proclamation. Whereas it is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey His will, to be grateful for His benefits, and humbly to implore his protection and favor. And whereas both houses of Congress have by their joint committee requested me to recommend to the people of the United States a day of public thanksgiving and prayer, to be observed by acknowledging with grateful hearts the many signal favors of Almighty God, especially by affording them an opportunity peaceably to establish a form of government for their safety and happiness. Now, therefore, I do recommend and assign Thursday the 26th day of November, next to be devoted by the people of these states to the service of that great and glorious being who is the beneficent author of all the good that was, that is, or that will be, that we may then all unite in rendering unto him our sincere and humble thanks for his kind care and protection of the people of this country previous to their becoming a nation, for the signal and manifold mercies and the favorable interpositions of his providence, which we experienced in the course and conclusion of the late war, for the great degree of tranquility, union, and plenty, which we have since enjoyed, for the peaceable and rational manner in which we have been enabled to establish constitutions of government for our safety and happiness, and particularly the national one now lately instituted, for the civil and religious liberty with which we are blessed, and the means we have of acquiring and diffusing useful knowledge, and in general for all the great and various favors, uh, which he hath been pleased to confer upon us. And also that we may then unite in most humbly offering our prayers and supplications to the great Lord and ruler of nations, and beseech him to pardon our national and other transgressions, to enable us all, whether in public or private stations, to perform our several and relative duties properly and punctually, to render our national government a blessing to all the people, by constantly being a government of wise, just, and constitutional laws, discreetly and faithfully executed and obeyed, to protect and guide all sovereigns and nations, especially such as have shown kindness to us, and to bless them with good government, peace, and concord, to promote the knowledge and practice of true religion and virtue, and the increase of science among them and us, and generally to grant unto all mankind such a degree of temporal prosperity as he alone knows to be best, given under my hand at the city of New York, the third day of October in the year of our Lord, 1789, George Washington. So, here again, we see President Washington referring to the Lord and ruler of nations. And this God he's talking about is not the God of Islam, it's not a Hindu God, it's not a God of Buddhism, The point is is that this is a God who interposes himself on our affairs, whose divine providence is controlling history. That is not the God of deism. And Washington is talking about pardon for our transgressions. Well, what are those? If not a reference to 
the sins and transgressions that we commit. And then he talks about the promotion of the knowledge and practice of true religion. So he understands the concept of false religion. What's the true religion? Just whatever you want it to be? No. So the point in these letters here, from Jefferson and from Washington, is to remind us of the history of Thanksgiving, why we celebrate it today, why it happens to be the fourth Thursday of November, and how it originated. And so let us celebrate Thanksgiving with a truly repentant heart. And I pray that one day our rulers, governors and presidents, will be able to speak words like those, like those letters. We'll be able to say things like what President Washington and Governor Jefferson said. And that when those words are said, the people of this land would hear them, rejoice in them, and heed them. And so until next time, take care and God bless. Thank you.